Well, you have to know your stuff so well that you don't have to think about it. And you can relax yourself. And again, this is where the confidence comes in. You must have the experience that leads to the confidence that leads to relaxation. In comedy, that's everything. You're, you're one man against, a, a, you know, this giant group. And you have to, your will has to be stronger than theirs. So you must have confidence. I mean, Bill Cosby once related, a, said something to me that I thought was very funny. He says, you are the pilot of the airplane. You can't come on the PA system and go, well, I'm going to try and take her up. You know, if you're up there, you're in charge. And, you, and you, there's no other way to do it. Uh, to develop confidence, you mentioned before uh, knowing the material, getting the experience. What else? Is there anything else that you have to do to, to, that you can help to, uh, develop confidence? Is it success? Is it failure? Is it a combination of both? Well, I think success and failure are necessary to develop uh, confidence, but obviously the best comedians are created by a combination of really good and really bad audiences. The bad ones help you edit, and the good ones help you explore. And you have to do both. You know, the, the confidence, where does confidence come from? I don't know. You have to believe in yourself? or I think you have to love those people out there for some unexplainable reason. And be willing to take a chance on perhaps embarrassing yourself to, to, so that they can have a good time. Is there any relationship between the audience liking a comedian and being successful? Well, actually, I, what I said was the reverse, the comedian liking the audience. Oh, okay. Because you don't know these people out there, but you have to find some reason that you want them to have fun. And that, that also, I think, is something you're born with. All right. That was amazing. Yeah, Woo! so let's get started. Stand-up comic, joke it up one time. Fun day. All the girls dance. Fun day. Come on. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is a podcast. Let's talk about sets. And it is a comedy nerdcast all about the science and craft of stand-up comedy by comics who love it. Today, we are here in the incredible studio <laughs> with Sally Ann Hall. It's me, and Sally Ann. <laughs> <laughs> she nailed it. Yeah. And she did so because she has so much confidence. Yes. And that is what this is about today. I have actually been busy in the last 10 minutes losing all confidence in any of my abilities <laughs> as I struggle to troubleshoot my own equipment. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're so, like, if you knew how relaxed I was the whole time and how needless. I was just like, who cares? I, I can wait all day. Which makes me more nervous. <laughs> <laughs> the less you care, the more I freak out. It's it's a wonderful trait that has served me well in ruining good times uh, throughout my life. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, today... Oh, I, yeah, Harrison's here. Yeah, so, I'm here uh, too. Yeah, anyway. uh, <laughs> 
So let's get started with a bit that Sally Ann picked, and it is called If You Have to Explain It. It's by Sarah Silverman, and it's from her 2005 album, Jesus is Magic. I got in trouble for saying the word chink on a, on a um, talk show, yeah. a network talk show, and um, it was in the context of a joke, you know, obviously. That would be weird. That would be like a really bad career choice if it wasn't. Um, but nevertheless, the president of an Asian American watchdog group out here in Los Angeles, his name is Guy Aoki, and he was up in arms about it, and he put my name in all the papers calling me a racist, and it hurt. You know, I mean, as as a Jew, you know, as a member of the Jewish community, you know, I was really concerned, you know, that we were losing control of the media. (laughs) 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 Right? I mean, like, what kind of world do we live in where a totally cute uh, white girl can't say chink on network television? (laughs) (laughs) It's like the early 2000s. Scary. There are only two Asian people that I know that I have any problem with at all. Um, one is uh, Guy Aoki. <laughs> the other is my friend Steve, who actually went pee-pee in my Coke. And, uh, <laughs> he's all, me Chinese, me play joke. You know, like, uh, if you have to explain it, Steve, it's not funny. <laughs> We have to break it down. You have to be able to laugh at yourself. So that's what I tell Asian people all the time. (laughs) They don't listen. Midgets. You know the politically (laughs) the politically correct word for midget. is little person, which just tickles me because, you know, it's like the only politically correct word that's actually more insulting than <laughs> Midgets don't like being called little people. <laughs> you know, they much prefer, yes, you are. <laughs> bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at that. I appreciate it. I appreciate the laugh. I always feel crappy when I do that joke, but it gets such a good laugh. (laughs) I just feel like, what did midgets ever do, you know, as a people to deserve to be mocked? You know, they're human beings born extra crazy small. I don't think... I don't think, like, anybody here thinks we should make fun of midgets, you know? But, and, but we do, anyway. <laughs> I think it's because... I think it's because, you know, I'll tell you why we make fun of midgets. We're not afraid of them. That's what it always boils down to, across the board, you know? I mean, I had a joke with the word nigger in it that I thought was so oh. edgy. I didn't know this had the know, N-bomb so in it. Ah, so I was sorry. doing it all over, all over town, you know, at the comedy clubs, and I was at this one club doing my show. And I look in the front row, and the whole front table is black people. And, or um, or Afri- African-American people. And um, you know what? It was half and half. 
<laughs> and, uh, oh my god that's a great but the point that's is insanely crazy guy yeah. I, I, I didn't do the joke <laughs> that's you know? so funny and then you gotta ask yourself is that a, an edgy joke or is that a racist joke you know and I, I didn't do it because I was afraid of them you know <laughs> I didn't and I ended up changing that joke to chinks <laughs> So you live and you learn and you, you hopefully you grow, you know? I, um, I was going on, I was about to go on a talk show and, uh, and talk about that whole kind of idea, how we make fun of people that we're not afraid of, you know, but we, we refrain from making fun of people we, that scare us, you know? And uh, I was about to go on and the segment producer came over to me and he said, you know, um, instead of nigger, say the N-word. And I said, um, great, you know, what do you want me to say for chink? And he said, say chink. <laughs> All right, so. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so uh, do you feel like maybe you were overconfident in selecting that bit, not knowing what was it? <laughs> well, well, here's the thing, because I. Cause Tell I, me the thing. Well, because I, cause I, I, I was familiar with the bit, and so I watched like the first half, and I was like, oh, perfect, I know this bit, that's great. <laughs> and then and then I forgot <laughs> that because in fucking because that it has your favorite word early, oh my god <laughs> uh, you say it with a lot of confidence oh my gosh and the R is so hard my butt, <laughs> my butt got so tight so but this is like blackface Sarah Silverman like remember she's like apologized for all of her racially insensitive like material yeah now because like now she's like has like a whole woke TV show yeah. but anyway so, anyway so that's why I was like, oh, I forgot that she was very yeah. edgy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, curious, like, so what what made you pick this big bit for confidence? First off, her whole persona, mm -hmm. like this whole thing, is her talking about very, very delicate subjects, and she really actually doesn't know the butt of the jokes are never the people. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Oh, you're right. It's it's always white fragility or like our fear, all the tension around it. Yeah. That's what's the joke. She's not like, ha ha ha, midgets are so small. But she's like, wouldn't it be funny if I was a person who just decided to describe them that way? And we're like, oh, like her yeah. persona is like a dumb person who says bad things uh -huh. and mm -hmm. is oblivious to it, you know? Yes. But yes. then she is like, we believe the satire because she sells it so well uh -huh. with her confidence. She's confident in the material. In the material, in her in her character choice. Uh -huh. So the first bit, like, it's a misdirect where she's like, I was like, oh, as a Jew, it's like, oh, do not control the media. And the only reason that that lands and then that she can now do a whole fucking five minute whatever bit where she does these delicate topics from the perspective of like the person who's doing racist things. Uh -huh. And then we forgive her because we know it's a bit cause she's like selling it with her persona. And she's like, that's why like the misdirect goes so well because she's uh -huh. acting. It's amazing when, you know, like people laugh at her or when people get uncomfortable, she just like leans into it, yeah. stares into it more. Yeah. And then every time you think that it's over, she's like, Oh, and remember that thing I said, the main comfortable chink say it, here it is again. You know, I think what helps too, she is being clearly, absurd as she's making her little point 
right? As yes. making her, her, her giant social commentary, it's done so in a, in a very absurd way. Yes. And, like, like, Almost childlike. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. She's very confident, like her character. And, and she, this isn't in the clip, but as a person, as a performer, what she's done for years is, you know, have this like, oh, I'm just like a, just, you know, I just, I'm a liberal. I like people, but do I have an ass? That's amazing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, and she'll always just like throw in a compliment. Yes. I love right. that. She That's something that, that I have. I've taken a lot of influence from as a performer. Really? And uh, <laughs> where we're both just like, she's known as an intellectual comic, not like as a sexy comic, but she's still like, am I fucking hot? Have I not aged a day? Of course. Yeah, like, right. So let's talk about confidence as a concept. Mm. So confidence, it comes from uh, the Latin is with trust. Fidere is trust and con is with. So Ugh. the more I thought about it, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that actually explains a lot because a con man is short for confidence man. Yes. And I'm like, what the fuck is a confidence man? That sounds so stupid. Right. But now in this t context, it makes sense. And it works in a lot of different places too. The more I thought about it, oh yeah, you confide in someone, right? You, that means you trust them to do whatever you want them to do with the information you give them. If you keep it confidential, you're trusting that it's going to be protected. Fuck. My mind just got fucked. So uh, that's our goal always here is to fuck a mind. So the... the <laughs> with consent. Uh, obviously. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Her Granted. mind looks like a vulva. So the... the <laughs> one, it that out would. Loud. It would. Um, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's my... I see, I see you. That's see my you. Patronus. It's just a vulva. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you astrally project <laughs> a vulva. That is... And it's various okay. stages. So confidence uh, in stand-up, though, it is you. It's a combination of a few different factors. From my perspective, it seems like it's trust in yourself, confidence in yourself, trusting yourself, trust in your abilities and your competence. It's trust in trust in the audience that they will receive it, that they will get it, that they are open and willing, that they can be open and willing if you work on them. And then trust in the material that you've put in the work, that you, what you believe is funny is going to then be received as funny. And then also the last piece of it, so four, I would guess, I guess, is the audience's trust in you as the performer. It's trust in yourself, trust in the audience, trust in the material, and then the audience's trust in you. Before I go on to all the things I've been thinking about with this, what, what do you what comes up for you when I say that stuff? Oh yeah, I totally mean, incorrect, right? I think like this is like <laughs> such a bringer show side kind of like phrase, but like own the stage, make it make yourself welcome. Like, uh, uh -huh. yeah, but yeah. It, it really it so much is. What does what does own the stage mean to you? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld said it where like they're like, oh, you're on stage, you're in control. This is your house. There's such a difference between walking on stage and having everyone just be like, okay. You're here. Entertain me. That, yeah. And then to get on there and everyone just be like, oh, what, 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 did I, what have I stumbled onto? Where I'm like, this is my show. Welcome. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and honestly, I, I like to establish dominance like very, very quickly um, because I've noticed that. Um, but dominance and, and confidence are different. 
they are related, but they're not the same. Oh, I find I find for myself, I, I cannot dominate without a, a bit of confidence. So that's my expression of confidence. Yes. Is, yes. is, 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 is dominance it, is a product of either aggression or confidence. But like you can be confident and dominance may never happen. Um, right. But, but, but the prerequisite to being dominant on the stage, you're never going to do it if you're not either. <laughs> yeah. Non-confident. Yeah, yeah, non-confident, <laughs> not aggressive. You just like you're just quiet. Nobody pays attention. Like that's never going to happen. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, honestly, I feel like you've just described several comedians. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but um, but like that is my expression of confidence. Like I walk up there and just take the microphone and just sometimes if I feel like the audience is kind of like, who's this bitch? I literally will just go. What's up, motherfuckers? Just like in my most like masculine voice, not to make them laugh, just to make them go, what? Yeah. And then and then I go, it's me, Sal. And then I go into my act or whatever. That's great. But just but just so out of character, just just to jar them, just to be like, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that that is something that is gendered. That's because... you, Bernie Mac. I'm not I'm not afraid of you, motherfuckers. Right? Yeah. I just go. Yeah. I just go. What's up, motherfuckers? <laughs> or I'm like, how you doing? And they're like, boo. I'm like, sir, excuse me. I said, how the fuck are you doing? Like I, I, I and so it is dominant. It's aggressive, but I feel it out. That is when I I sense that an audience is going to be hard yeah. to yeah. And get to. You you started to say something about how this is gender specific or mm. influenced. Yeah, because well, I feel like me walking on stage when I encounter a hostile audience, I have to on some level assume that it might be because I'm woman, maybe because I'm white. If you know, it's a it's a it's a black room or something mm-hmm. to just be like, oh, there's something about me that they're not liking right now whatever it is i need to cut it down what's up motherfuckers whatever it is about me whatever Mm. i'm gonna shatter those expectations right now very cool Uh uh-huh if i if i need to sometimes i walk on stage and i'm like hi everyone how are you doing like you know it's not all the time it's that if i feel like i need to it's an it's important they're on my side that i think that that takes a high degree of confidence to do something that digs a little bit of a hole like that and to be confident that the next thing I'm Sally Ann, like the next Oh thing, yeah, exactly. That, that next move, knowing that your next move or two moves are going to dig you back out of the little sort of shock hole mm-hmm. that you just made. That takes yeah. an immense amount of confidence. And I think that what that thing you're doing, that expression of dominance is a product of that confidence. I don't think it is confidence in and of itself. Like you're only able to do it because you're confident. Sure, exactly. Dominance is the expression my confidence <laughs> takes. <laughs> yeah. The more I thought about this, the more I went, oh, the times when I'm on stage where I don't feel confident or I feel like I'm losing them or I start to feel nervous, whatever it is, I uh, or self-conscious, that's when I accidentally become aggressive yes i become aggressive like yours that's different you're intentionally it's controlled you're intentionally becoming aggressive knowing where you're gonna go next when when i make that stupid mistake and i i become aggressive it's all from a place of i don't have power i don't feel confident right you feel out of control and that's what it is. It's out yeah. of control. Aggression is a, is a response yeah. to I'm not in control of the situation. Yeah. So that's why, like, I say I'm going to be very seemingly aggressive up front because I know that I have something fun that you're going to like later. And yeah. I'm confident you that will trust. work. Yeah. You trust. Yeah. You just rattle the cage. Your ability. Yeah. But to be to be like, I have something aggressive, but to not have anything that you know is going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> that, that that's that's when you're floundering that's when you feel like you're drowning that's like mm-hmm. a bomb this is why i'm the comic i am because i bomb 
so much. I bombed so, so, so often in uh-huh. like a really, really intense heckly club right when I started comedy. And Where I, did you start? Did you start in New York? Yeah. And this was at LOL, mm. Times Square. Oh, yes. Uh, and training. this was years ago. For people who don't know, LOL is a club here in the city. It's, it's a great club. It's mostly tourists. People who didn't know they were going to a comedy show and then they get sold tickets in Times Square and stuff like that. So They're confused, right. often drunk. I've had crazy. I've had so many crazy nights there, but uh, oh, wait, they don't. Do they do the thing where they tell them they tell the tourists there's going to be a performer that's not there or not? Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean. Here's the thing, because the people who are selling the tickets uh, are just independent contractors, so right. they just kind of sometimes say whatever they want. They, right. You know, they just have tickets to sell. Lol, I, I will lol. S- if you're listening, give me spots. Uh, yeah, I love right. you. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. but but you made me a better comic because I'm just my persona was like I have to shut anything down Mm -hmm. i have to be stronger than them and honestly people are really taken aback by a small cute insanely like why is she so confident woman like literally Uh i that's what i get in comedy they're like why are you so confident and this comes back to the jerry seinfeld thing where he said that your will has to be stronger than theirs yes yeah to be like oh you're turning on me I'm not going to let you fucking go. Mm-hmm, I yeah. literally, I literally, sometimes I've said this on the microphone. I'm like, I'm going to make you like me to like one unsmiling person. Uh-huh. And for some reason that always makes them blush and like giggle. I'm just like, Oh honey. Oh sweetheart. I'm going to make you like me. <laughs> Just, just with like enough, a little bit of joking, but then just to throw them off guard, and then people, and then, and then project and then, your Patronus uh, vulva, uh-huh. and they're yeah. like, "I love that." Well, and, the, <laughs> and then at least, even if they don't like me, they're they're listening. They're listening, and then they know that I'm I'm not a joke. They they know that I'm the real thing. Yeah, this is no joke. They know it's not a joking matter. Well, because here's the thing: the reason why people don't laugh at comedians is because like, oh, this isn't a real comedian. And when you when you That's get a, a good point. when you get a laugh when you when I'm like, oh, you're not laughing. I'm gonna make you fucking laugh, and then you do. Uh huh. You've won, yeah. and then they're gonna laugh at you from that point on. I've seen Harrison do a great thing. I love it, and I, I've I've learned from it and kind of made my own thing out of it. But you'll you'll just say it, the, the audience isn't having it, and you and you'll just smile and radiate warmth, and then you'll go, you'll be like. I, I, I'm having a good time no matter what you do. Ah! We, oh. we are going to have a good time. What is it? You have a phrase. You go, this is as all the ingredients of a, like. Oh, um, well, I've, I, it is funny that I don't remember what this is. Oh, well, then it's I'm, mine now. So you said, <laughs> you, you say, you go, yeah, we're all here. We're all drinking. We're all, we're all facing this way at a comedy show. This is all the ingredients oh, yes. of a good time. I know what you're talking about. And I'll do this for certain jokes. Like if a joke doesn't, hit as well as I think it should have hit, especially if the show's already going well. Like two days ago, we had a show and Michael Costa and me were talking about this moment where I had this joke where I'm comparing sex addiction and heroin addiction. And then it basically is like promotes that like the sex addict would be good at sex. And sometimes certain audience members don't laugh at that part. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I said, not everyone likes that joke. That last joke is a little confusing. See, that last joke was very good. And, 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 <laughs> and, and, and you do that. That I like doing shit like that. Me. It's very that's, fun. That's that's one that cracks up the audience and the comedians. The back of the room. Back. Yeah. Everyone just goes, "We're uh, on the same page. We're not in different worlds anymore." Yeah, yeah. When you say something like that, yeah. and you back it up with the right stance and the right bearing, and you don't let go, people will break. In front of that. Yes, yes. Like they will, the wave of the audience's opposition will part before you. Because they want to uh, have a good time. They and, do. And you may be tickled a nerve that 
makes them uncomfortable mm-hmm. in a, a weird way. And you'll be like, oh, but remember, like, it's almost a nod to the rest of the set. It's like you enjoyed everything to this point. Remember, these are yeah. good jokes. And the confidence that you uh-huh. have to have, you are confident that it's going to work out. So, like, I'm just really applying and learning this now. Um, I, I, I had a oh, such a fun opening set last night. I was opening for Brett Druck, and it was Ooh. it was so fun. Uh-huh. And uh, love you, Brett. Thank you. Anyway, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm opening for him. And when I went into material, they really weren't having it. And then I was, but I was fine because I was like, I know I'm going to make you laugh no matter what. And I enjoyed the failure of the material and had fun and went right into playing with crowd work, went back into the material. Like, and then they're laughing, 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 yes. laughing, did the material again. And then I was just like, I was like, okay, you selfish little, uh-huh. we're going to talk about you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not upset that it didn't work. I'm ha- I'm confident in my ability to make the failure of the material funny. Uh-huh. And, yeah. it, and that's, it, it's the confidence in, that comes from the competence of, oh, I've, 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 I've survived this many times. This is fine. Oh. We're going to have fun. Yeah. Like that's what Jerry Seinfeld said to being like the, the experience that gives you the relaxation that leads to the confidence Mm -hmm. right that's the other thing i don't know if you've like seen this recently i've been so relaxed in my yeah you have been so relaxed and it changes everything that's so i feel fine now because you were just scrambling over a bunch of wires (laughs) for like 30 minutes being like and you're like i've been really relaxed lately have you seen me here (laughs) (laughs) on stage so yes so like maybe 10 15 minutes at a time yeah yeah (laughs) it's your that's your meditation just stand up Why is confidence important in stand-up? What is its role? It's important because it establishes alpha, just being like you're in charge of the room. Even if you're like a really laid-back, dry comic, like someone like Ted Alexandro, for example, mm-hmm. whom I love. Open for him once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Ted. Uh, and he even said something once about when you're bombing, the audience knows you're bombing, but they expect to see you know that you're bombing and like see that fear in your eyes. Yes. And when you don't show them that, they go like, what's happening? Does he not know? <laughs> and then you can get them back from there. And I, that is like the best. Ooh, it's, that's good advice. And honestly, it's worked for me. Where And so he's like, like, so instead of speeding up, you slow the fuck mm-hmm down mm-hmm. and just just like just like reevaluate like so when like a joke bombs but like that's like and you're like oh excuse me i'm gonna stop you uh that was very good like <laughs> th- like that yeah, yeah. is is it is a perfect way to do that as mm-hmm. some like uh, address the situation but but without making them wrong about it like if you if if all of you a sudden, missed it it's not your fault yeah but I it's think not you your missed fault there. it's okay yeah. uh i i you you really would have laughed oh, at that's like, that, that's a funny that's a funny way to take yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but if you make them wrong like you're fucking up that's like people are just like Ugh. that can happen yeah. it can happen incrementally like like jesselnick can do that or not incrementally, excuse me. That can happen, but it has to. Uh, it takes a certain persona oh, to pull yeah, off okay. the aggressive. You yeah. guys are. Fucking oh, but but, the, but his whole yeah. career is being that totally. guy. Yes, right. you of can't course. you can't be like Weird the, the butt Martin of your that. own jokes and then uh, be like oh and then blah 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 and then be like oh fuck you you don't think you know and yeah I, and I will say that I did just describe myself because I have said <laughs> both of those. I'm, I'm like where I'm like oh I'm just a dumb yeah but like I honestly think that. In certain cases, like I find like myself to be like a self-deprecating comic where I find. But are you any good at that? (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. I will tell you a story about like 
how I was so confident and then it, something happened where like it proved that I wasn't. And then I was like, well, mm-hmm. that's like that's like an arc of my yeah. one of my jokes. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like I deliver it being like I'm so confident in saying these shitty things about myself. Well, I'll be like I like I have a, a joke about um, my mom putting a tampon in my pussy. And I will just look at the guys. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, because I accidentally put it in my butt first. <laughs> and so I'll see like a guy like just shrink and go, I'm sorry, sir. Did you hear me? I put it in my butt. I'm sorry. I, I like walk out and go in his face. I'm like, I put the tampon in my butthole. <laughs> and then I showed my mom. And and I'm saying a horrific, embarrassing thing about myself. Yes. But yeah. I'm doing it in a way that I'm like, it's your problem now. That's that's my whole that's my trick where I'm just like oh well I'll be like oh like yeah I don't feel confident in my body and I'll literally go do you like my body what do you think about my body I like mm. and I'll ask them and then they're like haha I'm like that's not rhetorical I'll make I've people oh my that. god I yeah. just I it's just, my it's my favorite it's it's gonna get old but I'm enjoying it so much because the answers are fucking hilarious <laughs> they're so funny because people yeah. are just like. They'll answer me honestly, and when they like are not into me, <laughs> they say the funniest shit. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, poll quotes. Oh yeah, the, like one guy was like proportionate, and I fucking died. <laughs> and he was like not into me. Yeah. And I love that, and it didn't hurt my feelings because I, because in like, a, yeah. it's like a confidence thing. It's like I don't know because I'm like, oh, I'm doing this for your uncomfortability. I'm using this thing that you think that I'm insecure about because you're insecure about it. I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. giving, it's now you're, yeah. you're taking on my insecurity and I'm making something funny happen with it, with your struggle. And I'm not struggling with it at all. And it, it that's, that's the power dynamic I like to mess around with. I that's think very cool. it's awesome. You have a very specific, delightful kind of schadenfreude. Uh, like What's that? Oh, I just is, heard this word. This it's, is some it's, Ger- the, it's a German word for the, the 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 pleasure that you feel with other people's discomfort. Oh, like, yes! Like seeing other people <laughs> uncomfortable. By the, and by the way, just since you like it so much, it's not uncomfortability; it's discomfort. So the, mm. the <laughs> but I love oh. the confidence with which you said it. So the oh, <laughs> oh you're fun. You're a, you're a, you're a chill hang. <laughs> chill hang. <laughs> oh, they all say that. Um, <laughs> say the word again. Uh, um, discomfort. No, no, no. Uncomfortability. Uh, you want to learn the wrong one, Harrison? The Jean Frodo. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> Maybe I am too high to communicate. Uh, Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, but you have a specific kind of Schadenfreude. You really love male discomfort. And yeah. it's so cool. I've seen it in action so many times. You're like, it's like you, if you could have these like delightful, like rainbow colored devil horns that came out when you're on stage, like ready boys. <laughs> <laughs> the you, but it, it can get too harsh. You know, I, you gotta, you gotta learn when to dial it up and dial it back. I'm who, sure. This who is can a, take quite it? A line to if they're, walk. if they're, if they're like a very liberal crowd, if they're laughing at more of the political stuff than like the, and the really feminist stuff, then I can go really hard. On the guy, because I know that he'll be like, I don't want to make this about me. <laughs> and I'm like, great. <laughs> and I just, uh, I love it. I love it. And uh, no blood in the water. <laughs> and when there's a guy that's like probably conservative, I know that I can't go too bad. Like if I say like, what do you do when you find a boob hair is a question I ask a lot. Oh, I love men. that one. Ooh. And uh, a lot of guys, sometimes they're like, well, I fucking uh, gross. I try not to puke. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, obviously you're like, a, I know everyone knows what type of guy he is from that. Yes. But I can't really go as hard on him as I would. Yeah. I can't hold the same standard. So I'm just like, 
oh, you sure you're straight? Because he sounds like you want to give her a makeover. <laughs> you know, like, I, I have to joke with them on their level. Oh. So I have to do go like a slightly homophobic joke where I'm just like, I think it's fine if he's gay, but I know he's going to be like, oh, you're calling me gay. You want to freak him out as much as you can. Yeah, I, I want, and I, oh, I want to, I want to do it like I wouldn't do a homophobia joke to liberals just because they don't laugh at them. Yeah, yeah. I would laugh. At, I would be like, you know, whatever. I say whatever to like, I'll like one guy is like, oh, you know, I just ask her to remove it. And I'm just like, oh, did it hurt your feelings? Are you OK? Uh-huh. I like I do that like yeah. to a liberal person because they can take it. Because if you do, if you like really amass, if you like really go hard on like a conservative guy, they get very upset. And almost maybe violent. And oh, certainly. Because yeah. if, if you're going hard on them, they can't get hard. So, like, uh, yeah. oh, that was uh, not good, actually. So uh, <laughs> let's talk about the difference between the <laughs> confidence as a performer and the confidence or lack thereof in a bit. Yes. You can have confidence in your ability to make people laugh and in your material. But then what you're talking about, and you, you touched on this a little earlier about the stories you tell, then you're portraying yourself as a person who either has too much confidence or not enough. Yeah. Right? The overconfident person totally overestimates their abilities and fucks up royally. The, under, the undercompetent person never says the right thing, doesn't take any risks, wishes that they could be, be more confident, right? And, mm-hmm. and then is being, always being around people who are so confident that then they're, they're making fun of how confident those people are. Oh, yeah. And being like, that's not realistic, yeah. Yet, under, that's encapsulated in the performer and their material and having total confidence in both of those things. Ooh, John Mulaney is like exactly that. Yes. Right? Yes. Just just being like, isn't this situation weird? And blah, blah, blah. But then I'm like, you are every... He's prancing around the stage so, w- w- with precision. I'm like, uh-huh. that is confidence and being like, oh, here's all my chagrin and all these stories. And mm-hmm. it's just... How but I'm- it's perfect, like perfectly delivered and with complete certainty. Yes, the, the, there's something so ironic about that, about yeah. how, the, the, the dichotomy between here's the thing I'm portraying to you, yet the, the package it comes in is exactly the opposite yeah. of what I'm telling like you. Like a confident inside. beta. Yeah. <laughs> That's, and by the way, that is exactly my type of man. <laughs> I love beta. a beta who's just like a little bit too confident. Uh, I like that. Like more than he should be. That, that kind of goes back to like John Mulaney. He's a great example of what Jerry Seinfeld said about know your material so well that you don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. It's so clearly he has it down so much yeah. that he's not thinking about it at all. He's busy doing the performance, being in that moment, not trying to remember anything. Not like it's so down pat. Oh, yeah. And the it, confidence that comes from that. It's precise. Uh-huh. Yes. Crisp. <laughs> And but that <laughs> I, I think with, with a with a with a like a nice mouth feel. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> nice mouth feel. That is, uh, I, I really hope that you end up reviewing comedy specials. Uh, <laughs> this one is very fruit forward, and um, it has quite the bouquet. Uh, I'm sorry. What, what what was this? Oh, it's mostly fart jokes. But <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I will always act as if I didn't bomb. I will always 
just like walk off stage slowly, look everyone in the eye, just be like, I am not letting this get to me. <laughs> so fuck you. That's if you a cool think, way to do it. No, yeah. I, that's like, I'm very firm about like embracing a bomb. I actually throw a smoke bomb and escape. Like I, I yeah. employ my, my magician skills as Jeff McBride, the magician. That's so funny. Well, I mean, that's what they expect you to do. So when you don't, they go, Wilt. oh, I guess she didn't bomb. Uh, I remember I was at a one-liner. Wait, wait, do you really think you're pulling the wool over their eyes? They know yeah. if they laughed or not. No, no, no. But then they're like, they if they don't think that you're really ashamed of stuff, but they're, they're like, maybe that was really good for her. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, she doesn't seem that upset because, <laughs> because when you bomb, they get embarrassed for you uh-huh. and they cannot laugh, but not be embarrassed for you. That's cool. So it's like, okay, you don't laugh, but don't be, fu- don't feel fucking sorry for me. That's uh-huh. what it's about. I'm like, I don't need your fucking pity. I'm good. You think I'm embarrassed? And guys are like, wow, you're really confident. I'm I'm legit like not afraid of bombing. Yeah, you can't be. But really you had at to psych after a while. Well, I just keep seeing comedians who after like seven years are fucking just tearing themselves apart over a mediocre set at like a bar or a club on yeah. like a Tuesday. I'm like, who gives a shit? I know. Like, like like there's no need to beat yourself up. That's so so you'll have a good set tomorrow. Fuck off. For sure. Yeah. I, but like I can't be in that emotional turmoil all the time. If I really think it's a risk me going on stage that I'll lose something if I do badly i couldn't take it anymore maybe what's different here too is that you have the confidence that you will be booked again <laughs> and that but maybe only, they're feeling like they, they think to themselves like like oh god oh, that was it no like, here's the, the thing i don't like that picture i don't like a bomb when like there's something at stake when i like lose a competition then i'll get nervous then i'll like not want to bomb but like people who bomb when there are no stakes and then they like are inconsolable mm-hmm there's so many comedians like that who like truly, truly, truly feel so disheartened after a bad set Yeah. at even like an open mic. And I'm like, for, for, for God's sake, why? I know. Yeah. And so to me, when they're like, oh, you're confident. I'm like, no, I don't care. Apathy versus confidence. Like, what is the relationship there? Oh, well, it's the same reason why you like people who don't like you back. Hmm. That's Someone who's like who's uninterested. Oh, you fuck <laughs> you. Oh, my God. That, see, that's why you bought me dinner and everything. You're like, oh, Sally Ann doesn't like. No, because the reason why you suck up to, to where you treat people differently who you think uh, don't like you. So when you get on stage and, you, and, and like Harrison, the thing that you said earlier where you're like, I'm going to have a great time either way, takes the fucking pressure off them. Mm-hmm. It's your house now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't care. That's the power. The person who has the most power is the person like who cares less. You're like, I'm just here to make you laugh. If you don't want to laugh, that's on you. But like when someone's bombing, then they're like, oh, you're the audience is saying that them fail at something that's important to them. If it doesn't seem important to them uh-huh. and they're just the kind of glide through. Um, may, may I quote Tom Segura? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. We love okay, him. he's great to work. He's just like this is this is like forty five minutes of my day. This is not even the most important part of my day. Like on his ah, special, yeah. and I thought that was so fucking funny. And he's like, "No, look, I all the other hours of the day, I'm doing stuff. This is forty five minutes." I love that when he's like, uh, he's like, even if this goes badly, still a pretty good day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And then and then we just, which w- of course isn't so true. Interesting. Oh, absolutely. If he bombed no. his special taping, it would be no. a horrible like, day. I'm, I'm not an actual confident person. I don't walk into the room and go, I fucking own this room. I walk on stage and pretend like it's my bitch because I don't care if people, if it goes badly, because it goes badly and you don't actually lose anything. I had. I the- fail all the time, but it's like, whatever. 
I, I'll <laughs> preface this by saying I feel like as stand-ups, it's important not to be competitive with individuals, but to be competitive maybe in the grand scheme. Like, it's not, don't put pressure on yourself to have the best set, but if you go out in a confident way, like, I want to have the best set on this show, that's a healthy mindset. There's a as difference a between doing your best and basing your value as a person off of being the best. Exactly. Well, well, yeah, but I, that's the wrong way to approach it. Well, you want to. I'm just saying, don't fucking beat yourself. I'm not saying don't try hard. Like, try hard to put your fucking all into it. But if you do badly, t- take a fucking chill pill. I know. Well, I had this person went from confidence to cockiness. The producer was like, you're all on the show. Get here this time. Please try to promote it. See if you can bring people. And this was back in my hometown. And mm. so I just said, oh, great. I'll make sure to promote it. I think I have, like, in between five and ten people coming. That meant, like, my friends from home that hadn't seen yeah. me do stand-up. Then the other person said, whatever Harrison is bringing, I'm doubling. And I... <laughs> you guys have a rapport? This, this person? Yeah. Because yeah. um, this just sounds like male-on-male locker room bullshit. Well I, that's, well, I don't invite that kind of thing. So basically, I, I just laughed on the thread. And I was like, ha you grabbed a pussy. And then yeah. I grabbed yeah. his pussy. Or, or a pussy. <laughs> but then... But then I was just like, well, this is what's going to happen. I am going, if he goes up behind me, I'm going to make myself unfollowable for him. Oh, oh I, I had totally. a very competitive and fortunately for me, the type of standup he does doesn't work very well if I have a really good set. I'm curious, like, how does this relate to what was, what was the in here for confidence? Well, the confidence in there was, uh, I I felt this confidence about myself like, oh, this guy's trying to um, it's almost the like he's like trying to showcase a confidence. Do you think this is what I feel like you're dancing around saying you were like, I'm going to fucking bury this guy because I know I'm funnier than him. That's what you. Yeah, that was that's 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 where I was. That's what he wasn't saying. But what he was. But because he was like, look, I want to do well. I don't get competitive with other comedians. But if you fucking (laughs) insult me on a thread and say you're bringing more people I will make sure all those people forget your fucking name by the end of the night that's <laughs> I didn't well that was very funny I thought it was such a funny way it was this person using their confidence that I feel like is an unhealthy confidence uh, to yeah. to almost peacock and showcase an attribute that a comedian doesn't shouldn't really care about yes which is how many heads I can turn but that even though we're not famous but that is something that you think a comedian, a characteristic comedian should have, they might have a different idea of like what, and also this is what you didn't say. Did you do who did better in the show, dude? Like what, how did it turn out? Yeah. I I killed and I was like uh, two ahead of him and he didn't do very well. And you fucking came so hard that night. <laughs> I was just like kind of That's like, all layup for that. It was all layup for that. But the, it was funny because it was like at first when I was starting to feel these feelings of like I want to bury him. I was like, is this unhealthy? And yeah. then I was like, uh, yeah, it is unhealthy in terms of if I take like it was an unhealthy thought to want to bury the person. But I went away from that and I was like, now I'm performing for my friends because then I got to the real issue. All right. So this is perfect. This is so good. So uh, one of the things I wanted to touch on is the paths to confidence. Um, (laughs) And um, before I I go any further, I definitely want to say big shout out to all of the tongue action that I am getting whenever <laughs> I speak. Yeah, this should be Sally a video Ann. podcast. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's uh, tonguing her Patronus vulva uh, as we speak. 
<laughs> okay, I ran across this long ago as I was like uh, trying to rebuild myself after the, after being divorced, <laughs> and I was like I was like studying all these things. Like, how do I flirt with women again? A, how do I open my life? So, uh, and and I loved this. It was that confidence and self esteem are uh, confidence, ego, and self esteem in the relationship between the three. Self esteem is this thing that you get. When you're a kid, every no kid has to be told that they're better than other kids. Um, you, they just are have wonder of being alive. They connect. Like if you see a kid, you don't go. You know what? You should feel good about yourself because look at all these things you've done. Like because they're fucking kids. That's self esteem. Ego, on the other hand, is about comparison, different status, judgment of other people. And they both lead to self-confidence. One of them is connective. There's commonality, appreciation of each other. And and the other one is comparison. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to be the best. Okay. Sorry. Thank you for your patience. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I like that evaluation. (laughs) I guess we're... Well, now I forget why I was... uh, Well, I I wanted to say that because... I, I feel felt like I should have this, shut up halfway through uh, if, if I had had that situation maybe like three years ago or something like that, because uh, I guess I'm five. Are you, are you still talking about the fuck? You fucking hate this guy so much for this. No, 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 no. I'm saying, <laughs> but it was weird to like have that like feeling of like not in a, I don't like the person. I didn't like what they did. And, but and I was, you and didn't I was, like what happened in yourself. And I I didn't like what happened to myself, but I felt like I did have this confidence that was based on I had done my homework for comedy in general. And that and I felt like what he was doing was showcasing some kind of confidence. It was in the context of a thread, which is like a bunch of strangers. So it's like you're kind of like belittling me in front of people. Yeah, the stakes are a little higher. You kind of do your own thing with that type of confidence you want to showcase to people in public because mine is in my ability to be a good comedian. And I felt like I came with the only confidence that really mattered that night, which was like, I want to have a good show for these people. And it felt good because it felt like um, if I don't think a few years ago, I would have had that ability to like confidence comes from competence or that's one way. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I just it was fun to like have hard work pay off and and actually kind of just show that like, I mean, everyone else saw this guy didn't have a very good set, but he was like talking all this shit on this thread to like multiple. Oh, yeah. No, no. it wasn't just like the shit talker has the worst set. Yeah. (laughs) So it was just but it was like, see, get your confidence from something healthy and and something that you love, Mm -hmm. not from some like fucking image you don't want tell to me where out. to get my confidence from you bastard i'm a i'm a <laughs> independent woman i'll get it from wherever i want yeah, yeah. he has a patronus of a <laughs> and i still I've, so, I've held on this long enough i don't know what a patronus it's a harry potter reference on your harry potter oh it's harry po- okay it, oh. uh, it's usually an animal is it the fear so i guess mine would be a beaver <laughs> is, it the, is it the thing that you fear is that no it, it changed it's it chases away the Dementors. Oh, okay. But you have to I build, it's really this. advanced magic. And I know, it's, this it's, is book it's a three. Huge, yeah, it's a huge plot arc. Okay, okay. cool. Sorry, I just was holding on to that and I was like, I, in order to even cast the Patrons, you have to have crazy confidence. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, comes from competence yeah. and Correct. Magic. Yeah. Confidence alone can't guarantee a bit no. will work. And I've, see, I've seen it tried a lot, or at least the projection of confidence, right? Whether it's real or not. The lack of confidence, though, in the crowd, in the material, in your own competence, that can kill a great bit. Can you imagine that Sarah Silverman clip if she didn't ah. firmly, like, double <laughs> down on it? If she didn't tell, if she was just like, and so, 
And uh, oh, uh, like, like it's uh, like no. When you're saying awful, edgy yeah, things, yeah, you yeah. have to, especially when you're doing something like satire, you have to be perfect. When she says little, she says uh, they don't call them little people. They also you can call them. Yes, you are. Yeah, uh, she said that with a hint of weakness. Oh mm, my no, god, yeah, exactly. she's so weird and awkward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's like uh, it's like you can't uh. It's like batteries don't work on their own, but like all electronics need them. So like yes. basically like the confidence is the batteries Ooh, to whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. sexy as fuck. Like right? That. I'm I hot like on that. my words. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm great fucking t- hot for your metaphors, bro. <laughs> my metaphors have great tongue game or whatever. Fuck. Her yeah. Patronus is dripping. Oh, my God. My, you're my, my fucking. Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, just a few quick thanks and requests. Thank you to Mona, our new intern who is helping out. Oh my God, she's doing all kinds of cool stuff, logistical messaging, all that stuff and some research. Really, I think it's going to make the show even better. I'm so excited. Thank you, Mona. Also, thank you, Bobby Jean Missick, for your help with, oh my God, the editing. Oh, yeah, you're so great. And also, I want to thank our Patreon patrons. You guys, wow, thank you so much. It is an amazing feeling to produce something with Harrison that people find useful and they care about and they want to support and to be able to be paid for, ah, it's, I, I, I don't even have the words for it. Harrison and I recorded us picking apart some bits that you guys selected and we just i haven't edited it yet or made it pretty i just haven't decided whether to put it behind a patreon paywall or to just release it to everybody or what of course if you want to join on the bandwagon and you want to say thank you monetarily please do there you can do that by just going to patreon.com or you can also send me money on venmo jeff hyphen mcbride we'll take it if you want to say thank you another way, the best way you can do it is share. Please just share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, on Instagram, however you like, like the page. All that stuff helps us immensely. And I have two last things. Sorry, this one's a long one. The first is, hey, I'm going to Seattle on Tuesday. This is being released on Monday. I'd love to perform in Seattle. I didn't really try this time because it's mostly a family thing. But if there are any shows on Thursdays that any of our, I don't know, quite a few Washington-based listeners know about, I would love to hop on and say hi. So uh, last thing, I would really like to get some feedback. So we're always looking for ways to improve the show, find out things that don't work for you guys, things that do. Please feel free to send us a message at jeff at letstalkaboutsets.com. That's jeff at letstalkaboutsets.com. Yeah, so send us your feedback. I welcome it. Okay, sorry, one more thing. We're thinking that maybe some crowdsourcing would work for another push we're trying to do to get more eyes on this or more ears technically we'd like to see if anybody has any connections out there who's listening to any of the comedy publications any podcast reviewers like at vulture or at on the new york times or whatever we'd love to get some of our better episodes in front of them so uh help us out if you can thanks it's okay to fuck up up there and if you fuck up 
have fun fucking up. Yeah. I, the more I learn, I learn that lesson again and again and again. And admitting that you fucked up, relishing in that you fucked up. Not I'm sorry I fucked up. I can't believe I fucked up. Oh no, I fucked up. That doesn't work. But if you just, I can stumble over a word and enjoy making fun of how <laughs> I fucked up that word. It can be so fun. No, because or like or like when someone heckles or when some there's a crash. If you don't address it and everyone knows that you heard it and they know that you know, then you then they're like, oh, then then you're losing the illusion that this is just you talking. These are just uh-huh. thoughts that are coming out That's of your a head. Good point. No, then they're like, oh, this is his monologue that he's getting through, mm-hmm. or she, and uh-huh. like, or they, and uh, <laughs> or it. No, no, that's where ah. there is no pronoun. We, we, uh, I mean, there is, it's just, it's, it's a name. I'm sorry. It's I Pennywise's am, name. I'm thing, <laughs> I'm thing sensitive. So think that's a different Stephen King. Oh, you're a terrible nerd. That was a good uh, nerd joke. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my best nerd jokes. Really <laughs> oh my God. You really went the green mile with that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, Stephen. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. If something goes wrong and you don't address it, then you then you just look robotic. Then you look, and then they're just like, "Oh, this person isn't this like." Because as Jerry Seinfeld says, I'm quoting him so fucking much. I watch so He's much. He's the of most his- confident man alive. Why I, wouldn't no, you? Exactly. But here's the thing: it's not like some people think it's like snarky. I don't know because he seems to have like genuine love for other people. He doesn't seem to get jealous. Like he like no. when he interviews people on the. Like, show i love that show of course you fucking love that show but there's so much about it that i'm like why um just him just being like yeah my life's great just he's just not threatened by anyone mm-hmm. and oh, that and yes. the, there's a peace there's a serenity about that you know he he meditates um he's like known for transcendental meditation he meditates every day twice a day and like, he's got he's, great fucking teeth to show for it yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah. let's that's and, and that is the number one prescribed by dentists uh, activity uh, med- transcendental meditation transcendental. <laughs> it will make your teeth crazy straight mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay so relishing in your mistakes you can only do that if you're confident like it's not. Yes. Yeah. Be- oh, because uh, if you're not, then you're then, groveling. Essentially. No, but then, but then you're beating yourself down. Yes. Then you're because a That's lot of people relishing. who are like watching new comedy, and they'll go, someone will bomb, go, oh, that joke bombed, and then it's even quieter. And then those people are like, oh, you shouldn't talk about how the bad things you're doing. I'm like, no, you can when you are good. Yes, mm-hmm. that's only perfect. when you know how to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My Petronia shriveled up. Uh, <laughs> you couldn't even say it right. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, you really gave me a lot of uncomfortability when you said that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's introduce Sally Ann Hall. Hi, uh, <laughs> Sally Ann Hall. I think it's time for us to talk about Sally Ann Hall. Thank God. Uh, uh, I was like, oh, enough of these abstract concepts. <laughs> you really did a good job while it wasn't about you. You did a really. As long as I got to talk the most. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. <laughs> Sally Ann is, as you were saying, you're, ba- you're based out of New York. You're not from New York. One of my no. favorite things about you is the bizarrely weird connection that I feel because you're from Alaska, mm-hmm. the only state that trumps Montana in totally. terms of, wait, where? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the we're the last goddamn frontier. <laughs> it's uh yeah, the no. unnecessary frontier. Yeah, as far as far as like isolated <laughs> all the stereotypes like isolated fucking remote hillbillies, rancher like crazy just like people who want to be left the fuck alone. But then you you moved, right? And you were like I'm going to go with something completely different, mm-hmm. Idaho. I prefer 
very conservative. Um, I was not cool. I was like fat. I was super religious. Like I was the weird Christian girl <laughs> yeah. who would like plug her ears and go. Blah, 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 blah. And people were saying horoscopes <laughs> at the at the lunch table because I didn't want the devil to get inside me. Like you know. Oh my goodness! Um, gets in through the ears. Yeah. Was that similar to you at that I, age? I, I um I just wasn't female. <laughs> it's the only difference. Oh, really? Oh, but you were a plug the ears? <laughs> not, not quite, but definitely like yeah. I was into it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I, I drank the Kool-Aid. Oh, uh, yeah. I went to purity class. Um, <laughs> good. It was like literally the most ridiculous thing. We had these like crazy. Um, Bleach for the soul. We would like write letters to our future husband being like, hey, babe, so glad I waited for you. <laughs> like it was nuts. It was nuts. Yes! Or like, or we would like act out situations being like, what happens if you're with your steady? No, they didn't use that word, but it, literally the textbook was called, and the bride wore white. <laughs> in that voice. In that voice. <laughs> so good. So they're like, okay, so what if a situation gets horizontal, which is like a no-no zone? Um, <laughs> what are the things that you can say? Because of course you don't want to hurt this boy's feelings. Christian boys have hormones too. And they... Are you doing a bit at us? No. Because it's really good. Okay. <laughs> well, get, make sure you're recording. Um, <laughs> I should check that shit. Is this on? Uh, and so what we would like run over like scenarios, like what to say. And so we would like be like, isn't it great that God is watching us all the time uh-huh. so that his feelings won't get hurt? But he knows, you, you know, then you won't be a whore if you have sex with him. Did y'all talk about letting it soak? What? That's like apparently a Mormon thing to letting? like not have sex, but to still penetrate. They'll just put their penis inside and just stay Oh, steady. I had friends who did do that. Yeah. <laughs> Where they were like, they were like but, but they didn't, they didn't thrust. Yeah, they didn't thrust, which... I feel like a virgin penis could still come by just staying. Honestly, that and- sounds like really hot. Right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, and you're just on a football field. Sounds oh, like I know. Around? I know what <laughs> porn you're searching for tonight. Yeah, these are so, so, these so are porn. all keywords Mormon for me. Porn, yeah. <laughs> so then you you came to New York. I came to New York. Well, basically, I I, I ran away from the church. I got molested. Blah blah blah. And uh, <laughs> not like in the church, but like I got molested like in the high school. And then I dropped out of high school. And uh, so I really had a bad time, and I didn't like anybody. And I just went back to my tenure reunion this year. I had stuff uh, to prove. Uh. And they're like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a comedian. They're like, for money. I'm like, I bartend. Uh. Uh. <laughs> but um, edit that out. <laughs> uh. I'm kidding. Uh. <laughs> oh, we'll edit whatever. Uh, I was going to edit. No, 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 I was no, going to no. edit most of don't you out anyway. I'm a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> like, this whole section is not going in. Like, I don't, like, you this is just to appease you. Like, I'm not keeping this in. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no I was I was I was molested and it was this is the part you're cutting out wow oh my god I was so scared I was no you know what (laughs) no it's fine um Uh, no, I don't. It's, be a middle no, it's ground. not fine. Like, I, was I don't scared. recommend it. I do. Don't get molested, guys. It's the pits. But yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just the is oh, that our pull quote? Don't, don't boy. Um. <laughs> anyway, so then I moved to New York by myself. I just wanted a fresh start. I wanted. I didn't know who I was. Didn't know what I wanted to do. Had no idea I was going to do stand up. Never thought of myself as a funny person. I did like drama, but I was like the weird drama girl. No one was like Sally Ann. She's hilarious. Uh-huh. Everyone was just like. Oh, the girl who ran away? Yeah, she's fat. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, like oh, the girl who kick, got kicked off that pony at church camp because 
she was too big to write it, even though kids two years older than her were let, allowed to write it. I was fine. You're one of those people who is actually funny in conversation and also on stage. Uh, it's kind of delightful. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's very We're sweet. just talking about how, like, it is a little bit frustrating going into stand-up that, the, like, that is kind of rare. <laughs> Not rare, but, like, yeah. it's like 50-50. It's like, you don't say anything funny off stage. What? You and, just and, wrote your... And then you're personal. laughing with your friends and then they're sitting like, oh, they're always on. It's like, well, oh, I don't, what? that's that was sorry. That's like probably one of the criticisms I've gotten. But I was like this before stand up. That's why I started stand up. Fucking personality. Yes. And it happened through many years of being uncool. And well, but yeah. no, but you know, no, you know what it was? Still doing it. No, you know what it was? <laughs> Confident. Good. Like, honestly, to me, it is tied with apathy because I decided I, I came to New York. I was like hospitalized. I went, I had like went to treatment for like an eating disorder for like a year. I thought I was like worthless. I thought no one would love me. And then you're just like, you know what? Who gives, who gives a shit? Who cares? You don't like, I never sang in public. I was so afraid of my singing voice. And then one, I don't even know what or why or how it happened, but I was just like, I'll sing whenever the fuck I want. Now this is where it comes to mental illness, but I am literally this person Well, I will be on the street and I will be warming up and I'll be like, like, in public like on a busy street Whoa. in the middle of the day because they only hear you for a second and then they're like Whoosh. yeah then you're immediate. yeah I, w- I won't like follow someone i'm like mindful <laughs> yeah. like, i know but like but if it's like empty and i'll be like <laughs> like i'll try uh, yeah uh it, it just doesn't embarrass me or like at work i'm a singing bartender now but like i'll squeak like i'll like not do a good song mm. and people are like Ugh. and i'm like who cares? What, what are you hurt? What are you broken? Like, no, it doesn't matter. Or people are so yeah. embarrassed to sing in front of me. I'm like, who cares if you're bad? What, what does that make you a bad person? It doesn't matter if you're bad. Who cares? Yeah. So it's like this, it, it doesn't matter. So it's like, oh, if they don't laugh at my joke, what, what, what am I going to die? It's a great life approach this to make so a great. good comedian. Honestly, yes. this is, yeah. this yeah. is, I honestly, how it happened. And also me, you know, becoming like myself and becoming like mentally like oh, fulfilled and whole and stuff. Yeah. Finding are you most love. yourself when you're doing that voice? That's that's the voice I use uh, when I'm saying something and I don't want to sound vulnerable. Yeah, <laughs> when, like, when I'm like I'm like uh, like you know when I really came to find myself or whatever <laughs> like and but I'm, like I mean it. <laughs> I'm not saying I like follow my own advice, but it's like the weird when people are like dating and they're like you don't I don't want to say like too much, I don't want to say the wrong thing. It's like well eventually you will say the wrong or right Good thing. Point. So it's like you might as well just get the wrong thing out of the way now so we know what the wrong thing is because if it's just something you want to say and it's like how you talk normally yeah. why aren't you just fucking saying it and just figuring out if he or she yeah. wouldn't like to hear that or doesn't want to talk about that or doesn't like you because of it. And that comes I think from the confidence that you'll probably fuck again if you fuck this up and I think there are a variety of your friends <laughs> oh, don't oh, share that oh, <laughs> fucking definitely got my got me to be a better comic uh, i think no. for sure well here's the thing it's like sarah silverman talks about this a lot especially with women in stand-up and she uses a metaphor about uh Horses. women pl- playing basketball no, okay you fuck go. out of here <laughs> women uh, about playing basketball how about like every time like when you see notices when she plays with women if they shoot and they don't make it they're like ah, and they really beat themselves up where men are just like 
just shoot and shoot and shoot and shoot all day. And they're getting more balls in because they're shooting more. Huh. And she compared that to like women in comedy. And I, and I, I heard that before I started and I'm like, I will never be the person who doesn't get up because I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Yeah. And, and I just kind of like the worst has already fucking happened. Like yeah. the worst has happened. Like what's the worst thing happened to you? Like you rape someone and then they say it like, you know what I mean? Like it's avoidable. <laughs> like a- when people are like, well, oh, well, like, like, if you bomb, like, as long as you don't say the N-word and rape someone on stage, like, you'll be fine. Like, it's fine, you know, or like, you know, take your dick out or whatever. But like, <laughs> as long as you don't commit a, a crime, if you tell a bad joke, you're going to be fine. You're, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. You can take the hit. Totally. There's so many more things. That is so perfect for this entire episode. What you just said, you've contextualized it to such a degree that like for yourself, that now you're not sitting there working through the oh no scenario. Like you're not seeing that there's no, there's no oh shit for you. Uh, that would freeze you up. You're just like, okay, well, whatever. This is this is hardly yeah. the worst thing that's ever happened to me. God, yeah, of right. course, right. honestly, and like especially when I'm entering comedy competitions, that that is when you see because I entered a competition when I was very new to comedy, but I was still my only really experience was in the, those that LOL club when I'm uh, fucking just getting heckled, and so we all got judged by like a very elaborate scoring system, and I was just like, who cares, losers? I'm here to get drunk. <laughs> Which anyone who's seen me at a comedy festival knows that I party uh, like way too hard. I'm like, who has drugs? They're like, weeds over there. I'm like, that's not what a meant. And they're like, you're in Memphis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he's like, meth. I'm like, no, but. You know, there's like what, a little like ground here. I'm not rude. Uh, uh, no. so, I'm not rude. I don't do bad. I do comedy competitions. I've won like two, but I've entered and lost in like hundreds, like yeah. hundreds constantly. And people are like, wow, you won two things. I'm like, you're just throwing shit against the wall. See what sticks. It's not, it's not about like being great at everything every time. Yeah. There's a really great, I think it's Mitch Hedberg has a quote where it's um in a comedy competition there's uh there's 20 comedians, one winner and 19 comedians that think comedy shouldn't be judged. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which is wonderful. He won that awesome. competition yeah. uh, <laughs> one year, the first one I entered and I was like, I cannot believe these fucking losers who they, they were getting so upset. They like couldn't hang out. I'm like, who wants to go karaoke? They're like, none of us. Like, who cares? None of us are going to rethink my comedy. And everyone's like, I can't believe you're so confident. And I'm like, it's not about being confident. It's about having my priorities straight. Like, yeah. ah, that's great. That is that's great. great. Okay. So let's play some of Sally Ann's material. Let's play Circumcision. And it's from, uh, this is from August. You were at Stand Up New York, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Which is a club here in New York. Oh my gosh. Uh, no, speaking of genital mutilation, circumcision. <laughs> <laughs> Gentile and a woman, I know I have no foreskin in the game. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, you know, I, I'm conflicted because morally I'm against it, but aesthetically I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> but as a mom, like, if I have a son, what do I do? Do I circumcise him or do I just kill him and try for a girl? <laughs> <laughs> That is so Thank great. You. Yeah. Do, I, do I circumcise him or I kill him and have a girl? Well, and that's also kind of why I picked that with like the Sarah Silverman clip because mm-hmm. you're kind of like, 
oh, I have like a conundrum, but it's not what you think. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that format. Where yes. she, she definitely, I definitely don't do it in her style where she doesn't break. I break constantly where I'm like, ah, gotcha. I did a joke. <laughs> and she's just like, no, this is my character. You know? Yeah. She does kind of break. She too. does, but it's more of like she a does wink more and now. a nod and like a, yeah. She gets really, she breaks fourth wall now, like a lot. Uh-huh. I love, God, I love her. Sarah, I, will, I can I, I tell. Love you. Um, uh, so, so let's talk about this bit a little bit. Mm-hmm. What, what, why did you pick it in terms of confidence? Well, because I'm also, uh, I also think because I'm, I'm, I'm attacking a group of people by the end. I'm basically like, I'm not going to have a son. Gross. I, cause I'm like, cause I'm like, oh, you think it's about circumcision, but it's by about how I d- want a girl. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Like, like I want like men to be like, oh, you thought you were laughing with me. I'm laughing at you. <laughs> like, like in that sort of, in my aggressive way of like, I'm going to make you like me. Cause I'm, I'm smiling through that bit. It's, it's uh, silly and they know that I'm not serious, but they also know what my standpoint is, who I am as a comedian. Uh huh. Like they know what my point of view is. Man hating lesbian. Uh, like a man hating girl who really wants to get fucked and can't like <laughs> watch, watch that, watch that set. You like, really I, 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 I think like a bit where go, I'm so lonely. How lonely am I? <laughs> I made a playlist. <laughs> Whatever. I have so many. Um, yeah, I would say lonely, 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 horny. Sad, slutty, like these are all, Whoa. and also getting roasted. I do a lot of roast battles. That's a great way to know what people think of you, <laughs> how you are perceived, and that's a great way to like write material for yourself. I'm like, oh, if that's how I come off, great. I'll yeah. do more slut jokes. Fuck yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it just occurred to me, like maybe your Patronus is keeping away the Dementor penis, Dementor dicks. <laughs> the Dementor. Oh God, no, there, I swear to God. But I, you want the Dementor be, dicks. No, I want nice human, me, oh, young dicks are Dementors. men, twenties <laughs> and thirties. Um, yeah, I want, I want real dicks, not not the dicks of the patriarchy or whatever. The dicks of the patriarchy. Yeah, like like a really nice, like a beta dick. Like a oh, a like, a, like a like I a like a strap on. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Did you have confidence in this immediately? What was the, the writing process for you? Well, uh, well, uh, the first time I did an open mic, I was so fucking scared. I couldn't eat for like two days. Um, and I was like, oh, that's a great way to fucking get skinny. Uh, <laughs> Literally, I was like, if I just do stand up all the time, I'll just be constantly so frightened and nervous. And, uh, and I did well because I spent like two weeks writing out my jokes and that joke um that we were doing off mic earlier today was in my first set ever that i wrote and i still use that joke uh could you say the joke yes uh, it's a where i'm like oh there's a whole spectrum about how women feel about sucking on a dick um like on one extreme they hate it but on the other extreme they'll do it yeah. My first ever set ever wrote. That's, That's a good j- first joke. I yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. I worked on it for like months. This five minute set. I like practiced it in the mirror. But I was very theatrical. Guess who's an actress? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, but so, but then I, you know, I did well. But I knew I wasn't gonna. So I didn't do stand up again for like six months mm. because oh, wow. I oh, was like How, one, twice a year. Well, yeah, and then I literally was like, so I, I used to be like, I've been doing comedy for five years. I'm like, oh, the first year and a half, I went to like three mics, maybe, uh, and was like, 
yeah, I'm a comedian. I perform at, and I'm like, no, I went to like one laughing Buddha, like open mic. Uh, yeah. I was just like, yeah, I'm a bit of a comedian. So that was, so I mean, but like, I was so scared to go on stage and I would watch people and be like, you know what I loved about comedy? I was like, I can never do that. These people are so amazing. They're so confident. I can never. And like to like make fun of themselves to like actually say on stage, everything that we hate and fear about ourselves, our biggest insecurity and to say it in front of other people and then to have them laugh and to walk off stage like it's not a big deal. I was like, that's the most magical thing in the world. Now I know comedians aren't like that because mm. they are so sensitive little whiny little bitches. I don't like hearing you say that. <laughs> no, but like I thought like when I met comedians, I thought they would love to be like impersonated. They don't. Uh, it depends. No, I was probably being like rude I would and love drunk. You yeah, to impersonate me, but, please. Oh yeah. Oh Harrison. Yeah. Oh well, that's a punchline. I don't know. <laughs> With my oh, wait, were you trying to impersonate? I, I couldn't tell. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Kitty's got claws. <laughs> it, here's the thing. There was no... See, now men have turned on me. That's what happens when you're too confident. I, I was feel... impersonating you. I thought you said you like... I thought you wanted comedians to like impersonations. I didn't ask for it. I didn't consent to that impersonation. I didn't ask for it or <laughs> consent. <to> it. <laughs> Boy, wow, we are really cheapening the concept of consent here. What? Oh my god! I feel like this has become. I know you are, but what am I? Like oh, yeah. a little bit. Comedians, you know, on the inside, they're not very confident. That's a myth. Mm. They are. They're very. They're much. It was actually very disappointing and upsetting how comedians that I thought were just like so cool and just didn't give a fuck yeah. how much fucks they give mm -hmm. and how insecure and inside their heads that they really do live. And I was like, I'm not going to be that kind of comedian. I'm going to be the comedian that I imagined, that I th thought. And so that's why I'm kind of like, I'm trying to constantly be like, don't compare yourself to other people. It doesn't matter. Everyone's yeah. journey. It's good. That's but just all you can life, do is healthy stuff though. Yeah. Yeah. Like basic life coaching bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it I mean it's nice to we we shit on it. It's but bullshit, it, but it's nice. But I think it applies to comedy specifically because it makes you funnier. Yeah, I agree. The less you care, yes. if that is part of your persona, then that can only help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say that for me, I have made a persona based off someone who's like, I'll say anything about myself because I literally can't get embarrassed. Like I can't get embarrassed. Okay. You're well, I was thinking I was thinking about how it's like you shouldn't uh, like you shouldn't care, but you should care about how the audience is rather, but not what they yeah, think of you yeah. like that. They have a good time, but not what they think. Yeah. Of you, I, like I'm not like sense. it doesn't reflect. It's not a reflection of totally. Me. Yeah. 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 You yeah, can't like, live and I'm die like, by an audience. Yeah, Like response. I had a bad set. I had a bad set. I am not a bad comedian. Yeah. Yeah. This next bit is by Mike Birbiglia. It's called delusion. It's off sleepwalk with me live from 2011. And I say delusion in a very affectionate way. I mean, delusion is a huge part of my life. If it weren't for delusion, I wouldn't have become a comedian at all. Because particularly starting out, you know, there's so much failure. And amidst that failure, you have to tell yourself it's going quite nicely. <laughs> because if you didn't, you'd never get on stage again. You'd just be like, I guess human beings don't like me. Because <laughs> with stand-up comedy, it's not like a play or a movie where people don't like it. They can go, wow, we didn't like the set or the script or the costumes. With stand-up comedy, if people don't like it, they're basically saying, we don't like you. <laughs> you know, your personality. <laughs> That's a hard reality to face. Uh, 
even my first paid gig was completely based on this one lie. I was asked to perform uh, 30 minutes of comedy at a place called Fat Tuesdays in Virginia. And what I should have said was I only have about 11 minutes of comedy. And what I did say was, yeah. And so... I, I drive Abby's mint green Taurus uh, out to Fat Tuesdays oh in Virginia, and, and I'm backstage, which is the sidewalk of a strip mall, and, I, <laughs> and I'm because I don't know what's going to happen after the 11 minutes elapses. And I even say to the headliner, I go, hey, like, what happens if I run out of material? And he goes, eh, just make fun of people. And I was like, I don't know if that's such a good idea. Whenever I make yeah. fun of people, they punch me. Uh, <laughs> I later found out that's an entire genre of comedy. You know, these guys, they walk on stage and they're like, nice shirt, faggot, you know. And goes, that's so true. You know? This shirt does suck. This guy's a genius. So many of my tricks. Yeah. But certainly not my forte. And so I'm scared to death and I don't know what's going to happen. And, and they open the door and they go, Mike, you're on. And I turn around and I throw up on the sidewalk. Ah. My body couldn't think of another plan. It was just like, what do we do? Let's get rid of some food. You know? And I walk on stage and I, I, I do uh, four minutes of comedy. Because when you're bombing, it pairs down. And, and I thank the audience and apologize. I was like, thank you, sorry. And I walked off and I drove home to Abby and, and she said, how'd it go? And I said, it was amazing. <laughs> Because in my mind, it had been. And, and if it hadn't, I never would have gotten on stage again. I love that bit so much. Mm -hmm. or that I get, It's weird because it's like a bit, but it's also part of like a storytelling thing. It's a one-man show. Um, I just love that clip because it's such a good articulation of the blind confidence you ha have to have just to start being a comedian. Yeah. Because we've been talking about like performing as a comedian yes. and a lot of the context we've been using is like once you've been doing it for a while but mm -hmm. this is just like how do I even like say I'm a comedian I have to have the confidence to say like a, that sounds like a nightmare you yeah like you you have to either lie to yourself or be delusional yeah like being like there are so many comedians who think that they're funny and I'm like how <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to like, even if you're like, when you start out, because you're not funny when you start out, but you go, I believe that I can be. Yes. Why? Yes. He he talks about the confidence he has telling his you know like long term girlfriend in the context of the show and you know in his real life, like uh, it was amazing. Like the show was amazing because there's a big part uh, of being a comedian starting to do comedy when. No one really around you like that knows you like from childhood and stuff really understands why you would do. I mean, certain people do, of course, but then like, mm -hmm. you know, older relatives, parents will be like, no, this is such a stupid. Why are you doing this? And you kind of have to affirm them with like mm -hmm. tales of your your performances that it is going well to like keep them at bay. Oh. And I like that he kind of like notes that in this, that he's like, I told my girlfriend it went amazing. Even though he bombed, cut his time by 25 minutes and threw up everywhere. And it's like, but he's clearly got to come home and say like, no, there's a reason I was out there, you know? And I, I like that he, 
he knows oh, that. Oh, yeah. Whenever, and that's the kind of confidence you have to have. Oh, like yeah, every time I call home, I'm just like, Mom, Dad, you will not believe what just happened. Like every yeah. gig, I just make it seem like it's such a big deal. I don't do any of this shit. Oh God, no! Well, because well, <laughs> well, maybe me and Harrison have parents who are like, get a real job, and we, we're like, nope, nope. I, 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 see. Wait, wait for it. Let's see it through. Huh? See, mom, I got a big show. <laughs> well, I don't have to be a receptionist with health insurance. Well, you found a way to be a functioning adult with stability yeah. as well as a comedian. Let's not overblow that. Oh, stability but, uh, is a very, very strong you word can used on someone a- who's bipolar. Afford- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I get what you're saying. There is a period of time where your whole your life system is afraid for you. Right. Yes. Everyone in your life system is saying is saying, oh, like we do not have confidence that this we don't trust that this is going to work out for you. Yeah. And you're saying it's I trust in gamble. myself. You're gambling your entire life, your yes. entire career. Yes. So, yeah. So Amy Poehler in her book had a great note when someone was like, could you believe when you saw yourself on billboards? And she was like, yes, I worked very hard to get to this point. I spent my whole life, my 20, like every, yes, of course, this is why I did it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck yeah. And I think that a lot of people don't like women who feel that way. Yeah, like the overconfident or not that's even not, overconfident. That's not overconfidence. Like, that's just self-esteem. No, no. Over, no I meant like, like overconfidence. I mean. Like, yeah, people, but they, they see it as cockiness. I think on women where guys are like, yeah, I work hard. I get where I am. You know, women are seen as bitches. Like when like Trump I'm and gonna, Bernie. I'm going to flip this on yeah. you, though. I'm going to flip this on you because on the other hand, I see I see there is a benefit there where some of the best female comics get away with a level of aggressive, delightful, like you, gr- delightful, confidence, cockiness, just mm-hmm. like over the top mm-hmm. that people will take for them because of society's positioning because they're punching up essentially by just honestly mm-hmm. they come in low status because of this patriarchy right mm-hmm. and then they come in and they get to they have this license to go over the fucking top and, it, and what's I up think motherfuckers well there's this kind of do you yes. uh i i heard this i'm not familiar much with dorothy parker the the writer from like the 20s but i heard a quote and it actually kind of reminded me of not what she says she does in did you the, did you Hear it in my 1920s voice? Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> but it kind of reminded me of your personality and the kind of like, and I kind of like read it in your voice. And, and the, the quote is, two glasses of wine, I'm under the table. Three glasses of wine, I'm under the host. It's like reckless, like out of, so you know, great. like, and it just kind of reminded me of you. And that's oh, really just it. like the air in which she says it and not necessarily. Yes, the, awesome. very, the fun. I've seen blood. you bone a few MCs. But yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. So you should really get a room. Yeah, yeah. So you can't watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Book we got to close this out so that you can do your thing. So is this where I plug myself? Let me yes. pardon the express. Lead that. Yeah. Some guys are into plugging. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, she she plugged herself real hard with a tampon. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, what else was what? That's that's very much in character for tampons. <laughs> <laughs> that is what they are that's for. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make one and call it plug hard. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. It's so Tampon. Dumb. A huge thanks to our guest, Sally Ann Hall. And let's do a few plugs. So, Sally Ann, you are headlining Caroline's at oh, Broadway? Oh, me? Yes, uh, me. Yes, Sally Ann. worked hard to get here. I sure did. I sent emails. Um, no, I... <laughs> no, uh, I... Yes, Caroline's has been very gracious. They're letting me do uh, an hour... Um, headlining Woo! at their location on Broadway. So I'm going to have... Breakout Artist Series, right? Breakout Artist Series, yes. So uh, that is Tuesday, January 22nd. Uh, and also I'm going to be featuring Marie Faustin, Sam Morrison, and Andrew Castertano. Oh, Lonely Boy. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like him lonely. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that should be like a super fucking fun show, there, even if you like want to leave when I get up. Is there know? like a discount code or anything? There is. And the discount code when you so go to funnysallyann.com for tickets. And then uh, when there's a option for a discount code when you check out and uh, put in me uh, with an exclamation point. <laughs> capital or not capital? Or Doesn't matter. Not case Just sensitive. Put the exclamation point. <laughs> All right. Awesome. And then you also have a show, Left Breast Comedy Hour, right? Yes. Me and uh, my very best friend and hilarious comedian, Kimberly De Niro. Oh, what a cunty name. Uh, uh. We run an all-women all non-binary show uh, every month. Uh the last show this year is going to be December 19th at 8 p.m. at the Lantern Comedy Club. And then uh, in 2019, then well, we're going to be moving to the Knitting Factory. Yeah. Why is that important? We should tell that to people who don't know. Uh, it's in it's in Williamsburg. It's a it's a, an amazing venue. And legendary. It's, and it's legendary. And it's uh, honestly pro- uh, great comedy shows and great comedians have uh, come yeah. yeah, it was doing stuff there. I, I, like Hannibal Burris started a show there that's been really long running. It's on Sundays. It's great. Kenny Forrest just he's he's he, Kenny DeForest has been on our show. He just handed it off. He was running it to Marie, who's yeah. featured who's, on who, Sally and everything's uh, coming together to uh, Marie, Sydney, and Amina, who are all like just uh, super ab- funny. And, and super I, cool. I honestly like. When I was like, just like the three like coolest like women of color, in yeah. I'm just like, yeah. this is the coolest fucking show. This is like, this is oh, like, it's it got up, it's like next level. Yeah. I can't fucking wait, and it, and it's right by my house, so that's <gasps> ladies, yeah, all right. Yeah. And you can follow our guest on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. You, she already said her website. Instagram is Hollaback Earl. Yes, Hall Holla like. Like like a hallway, like my yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. And Earl, like the name Earl. Uh, Halabic Earl. Okay, got uh-huh. it. So then, and then on Twitter, uh, she's Super Sally Ann. With no E. Mm-hmm, no E. <laughs> uh, and uh, Never well, put an E in between the P and the R, but no E after. The, it, 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 the links are in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then on Facebook, she's s.a.hala. <laughs> Oh, am I? Yeah. Oh, I don't even. Yeah, yeah. I, do I had homework. a big phase of like, like Hala. That's like my Wi-Fi like network. I'm like Hala. <laughs> like that. I that was. Um, I was really cool. Awesome. It sounds cool. So uh, our, our, our plugs are uh, a couple plugs for us. Of course, go to BrickspotComedy.com. Brickspot Comedy, we put on shows at the V-Spot in the back of the beautifully renovated room yes. back there. Go to BrickspotComedy.com. You can see what shows are going on. The My favorite show that I want to plug is the one that I produce with Teresa Sheffield. She's late incredible. It's Late Night Romp. Such Harrison is on it all the time. It's so it fun. is so good. I've it's been on it a couple times. And it's gotten better and better. We just mm-hmm. had Michael Costa from The Daily Show. And Liza. We just had Lisa, Lisa Traeger. Oh, 
Uh, it's like, so. We've oh, got so many great people coming up. Lisa, like, she's uh, going to be on Left Rest uh, in in the new year. Yes. Uh, I'll be. Look there. at us tacky name droppers. Yep. yep, yep. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, as always, if you want to uh, contribute to Let's Talk About Sets. First of all, thank you, everybody who is. I've been I get a, I got a little text the other night where somebody Venmoed me twenty dollars and said thank you. I was oh like, wow, ah! that's wonderful! <laughs> so cool. So if you want to contribute every month, you can. That's through. I'm Patreon. on Venmo too, by the way, and poorer. So that if the that adult helps. in this relationship is talking. <laughs> so uh, Patreon.com forward slash Let's Talk About <laughs> Sets, and you can donate to us on a monthly basis, or if you just want to do it. On a, just one time, go ahead and go to uh, PayPal, Jeff at Let's Talk About Sets.com, or you can send me Venmo, that's Jeff hyphen McBride, or you can send something to Harrison. Yeah. I recommend, I don't know, like how pictures to- of your dicks. Yeah, oh, dick pics. <laughs> dick pics. Just send um, me dick pics. And then a huge, <laughs> super special thanks to all the people who are jumping on board to help the podcast. Uh, Bobby Jean Missick, who is our uh, my, my pre editor now. <laughs> She's incredible. She's helping out with the editing process. Mona Ahmed, who is uh, who is interning and helping out with the Fantastic. running of the podcast, and then Joe Crawford, who is just sending us transcripts, uh, yeah. unbidden. Um, I, wow. I, I used to write transcripts. That is the Lord's. That's the devil's work, actually. Yeah. Love you, Joe. He's You're amazing, and they're actually very good. And then he makes fun of us in them. <laughs> like, <laughs> he, I can't even know if Joe's a girl or guy. I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I am Probably not gender. I, I don't care. I'm gender neutral here. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Joe. And lastly, if you want to find out more about our guests, head to Let's Talk About Sets.com. Check out those show notes. We have all the links there of everything we've talked about, along with all the episodes organized by theme and by the comedians that we discussed. And then you can always subscribe and blah 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 blah. Special thanks to Jerry Seinfeld, Sarah Silverman, and Mike Brabiglia. And then, of course, salt. And salt. And Peppa. Peppa. And Peppa. And Peppa. Peppa. Mm. 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 We love you so much. Oh, I'm you, glad. One day, one day you're going to thank us for all the notoriety we've given you. Yeah, you I'm, probably sold some records because of us. Yeah. Because you took our song. Um, I would like to say that these do not reflect my views. Ah. <laughs> salt and Pepper. You, I love you. And oh, also a big announcement. Uh, Sarah Silverman, uh, I'm performing at Caroline's. And if you want to come Feature. interrupt my set, uh, <laughs> in, 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 uh, you are please you are more open invitation. I will not stop you. You will be most welcome to as much time as you want. I think she heard you. Yeah. That's it. I felt something. Yeah. I, I did. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> you're yummy. Jesus is fun. magic. <laughs> All right. Thank, thank you, guys. Let's talk about things that make me. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex.